PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome in. This is the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Have you guys been doing some shopping for your dirt bikes? Well, I think you guys should go over to RockyMountainATVMC.com and do that. Just did some of that yesterday. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the, that's right, the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why you guys should be going to KieferIncTesting.com, clicking on that RMATVMC banner, and then do your shopping, and that gives us a little snippet, just a snippet of what you guys are purchasing, and lets the big head honchos over there at Rocky Mountain just let them know that uh, you're listening to the show, and it's paying off to sponsor this show. So that helps me out a lot. A lot of you guys wonder, what can I do for you, Kiefer? You... uh answer my emails, and you do this uh, stuff for us. So uh, I don't ask for anything in return. Just support these advertisers that are on the show, and uh, that helps me out a lot. FXRRacing.com. Go over there. Use the code KKMX35. Save yourself 30% off a set of gear. The Revo line has just dropped last Friday, and that's available up on the website now. So go check that out. Very cool stuff. I just got an all-set, uh, oh, sorry, an all-black set of Revo stuff with Steve Mathis's face right on my ass. That's right. I got his head on my ass so I can sit right on his face when I'm out there ripping around the dirt bike track. So very cool uh, stuff over there at FXR Racing. So go see him. Use the code KKMX35. Save yourself some dough and uh, some headache. Good gear, good products, good people over there. And Race Tech. Chris Riesenberg just sending it out over the weekend. He works at Racetech. He is the man over there. Six motos. He rides a Honda CRF450R. This is what this podcast is about today. But you guys want to get a plusher ride, maybe a little bit of a faster bike. Those guys do it. Rob and Andrew over there at Racetech. And, of course, you can't forget Paul Thede. All these smart gentlemen are over there at Racetech to provide services for you to make your ride better. So go to Racetech.com. Email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com if you want a discount or just simply sales at racetech.com and use the code Kiefer, and that'll save you some dough. So those three sponsors are the title sponsors for this show. As you guys know, we've been doing this for uh, several years now. So, uh, But shout out to other advertisers on here. Power Motorsports, uh, if you want to get a Cowie, Yami, KTM, those guys are the dudes to go see. Uh, you can email me, and I'll set you up with David over there. Works Connection, Eric, miss you. You're supposed to come out this weekend. A lot of um, Southern California wildfires are happening right now, so he can't make it. But quality products over at Works Connection, you can use the code Kiefer20 or KT20, Kiefer Tested 20 That's right, over at Ride Engineering as well, KT20. Or Kiefer 20. Choose your uh, poison over there. Both of these guys have great products, and I use them both. Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas. You want to give yourself a treat? Chevy trucks like a rock. Go over there. Visit them over at Chevrolet. Uh, Chevrolet. <laughs> Chevrolet of Colleen. Colleen, Texas. And if you guys want to get in contact with someone over there, you just email me. ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Uh, the move, that's right, the move for the Honda Sierra 450 is Suzuki Race Team Band on this. If you want to get rid of the fat bar, uh, that is my Pro Taper go-to on this bike. 6D helmets just saved my kid's ass. Uh, maybe I'll bring him in here to talk about helmet safety sometime on this show as well. But uh, for me, 6D is uh, one of the pinnacles of helmet safety. There is a few that I trust, and 6D is one of them. Uh, you can use the code Kiefer21 to save yourself 100 bucks off of a 6D helmet. 
Great helmets, great people. Oregon Old Timers Association. Go race. Go have some fun with your buddies. These guys are the uh, the association. If you're older, to do it, get longer motos. Screenprintingdone.com. Uh, we have new merch. There's High Des Home Life T-shirts. There's Vic T-shirts. There's new Kiefer Tested uh, Checkmark T-shirts. There's Zip Up Pullover hoodies because fall is coming. That's right. We're going to cool down soon. Uh, Heather at KieferInkTesting.com, and she will handle it all. Some of the stuff that we have in the merch, uh, I can't keep up, and they're not on the website. So we will try to load those up on the website soon. Um, I'm in the midst of creating, uh, updating a, a website here, so uh, just taking a little bit of time because everything that I do seems to be on my own lately. So uh, uh, we're working on it. But if you want some merch, support us. That that actually helps us a lot as well. And thank you for the people that ordered the and y'all came back now shirts. Those are on their way next week, so thank you guys. And, of course, Dunlop, you get yourself a great tire that holds up really well. You guys want to try? You're in the sand, want an MX-12? That is the oh, that is an insane tire to hook up on uh, if you're in the sand. So MX-12, you guys watch all the pros early in the morning for qualifying first motos. MX-12, that's the move right there. Plum Creek Funding, get yourself refied or get yourself a new home. Go to Zach. At Plum Creek Funding, you can email me and I'll get you a hold of Zach. And last but not least, bloodlubricants.com. You want to get uh, a case of oil for 25% off, uh, email me and I'll get you in contact with those guys. Or just simply go to info at bloodlubricants.com. Use the code Kiefer and save yourself some money. So those are our sponsors. Thank you for supporting them. We appreciate it. This show is all about the 2022 CRF 450R. Oh, man, we could uh, literally just do a weekly show on Hondas because they're so damn popular, for one. A lot of emails on my end about Hondas. And uh, also how complex this 450 is. It's not an easy bike to just ride and have fun on. You have to do some setup. Uh, 2022, we will get into it, but yes, it did get a little bit better. Just like everything that we've been talking about on RacerX Online, on these videos, on this podcast, there's refinements in 2022. Rarely, you know, minus the CRF 250R was an all-new bike, but all of these bikes that are coming out in 2022 are just refined. Minor updates, little things here and there. Um, so most of the time, I will say save yourself some money and go to 21. Uh, I don't know if I would go full bore on that for 2022 on the CRF 450R side, but there is some, if you plan on doing suspension and ECU changes anyway, then yeah, 21 is right up your alley. Save yourself some money and you can use that towards the uh, ECU or mapping and suspension, you know, different suspensions. So uh, we're going to get into what Honda did as well as what I think about the bike. I've had some time on the bike. As you guys know, I do some stuff for them. And uh, for testing, and uh, is it one of my favorite bikes to ride? We're going to get into that. And little tips and tricks, uh, I guess, that we can roll over from 2021 and use that for the 2022 edition. Now, the Works Edition will be out here hopefully next month. I know some of you guys have been waiting on the Works Editions. And uh, what's crazy, the market is so freaking high right now. They're selling these Works Editions for fifteen grand. <sighs> It's mind-blowing to me, $15,000 for a dirt bike. And you're just getting standard R's for eleven grand. It's insane. Like, I'm glad our, our industry is booming, but, man, holy health, $11,000 for a brand-new motorcycles uh, these days are, whew, that is insane. So very crazy times for us right now, and hopefully we don't go back into a lockdown sort of thing. California is not doing... Uh, so great in that realm of things, but we will see how this pandemic shakes out, and we'll see how that uh, trajectory, I guess, in our sales, in our industry goes. Um, hopefully, they continue to sell bikes and continue to bring new people into our sport, but also, hopefully, that doesn't drive the prices up all over hell, and then for us core people that are involved into it already, it doesn't uh, deter us from buying new machines because, uh, man, it's it's tough right now. But <laughs> I've seen a lot of you guys with new bikes, so the banks must be approving loans um, as of right now. So maybe that that's one good thing right there. All right, so uh, last week, 
And you guys are listening to this podcast now. It's a new week over here. But last week I did uh, the 2022 CRF 450R, uh, took delivery of it. Also took delivery of my 250R to shake that down uh, here at the West Coast side of things versus when we did the intro up in Oregon. But uh, as you guys know, and, and I'm just getting as sick of it as you guys are too, a lot of this testing happens at Glen Helen. Uh, for me, that is the best track to test at where I'm from. That gives me a different feel for suspension, chassis, as well as engine pulling up these hills. So it does really well for a base setting. I know Honda does a lot of their testing there at Glen Helen, as well as other manufacturers do a lot of their stuff at Glen Helen as well. Um, Aiden and I are planning a trip to go back east. Um, we're going to Colorado here in a couple weeks, and then we plan on going back east in the fall to do some riding. So I, I do plan on bringing the Honda with me among other uh, bikes. We're going to bring two more bikes with me just to get some East Coast settings down on this bike because I feel I would really like this machine in softer dirt uh, with a little bit more um, deeper conditions as well as something that's just not so squaregy and hard packed. So uh, we're going to plan on doing that as well. I'm finally going to break away from the office and testing to try to, to help Aiden uh, expand his horizons, get him on some new dirt, but also use that in, as an excuse for me to test in different conditions. So we're going to do that as well. So what did Honda change in 2022? Nothing much, guys. So <clears throat> they basically went to different valving on the fork and the shock. And what Honda's objective was when they do that, just to bring a little bit more hold up to each end of the bike to try to raise that bike up so less pitching, similar to what Yamaha did, and to help that chassis along. So what happens is with the 2021, as you guys know, you guys listen to these podcasts, I'm sure, or other media outlets, uh, fork was soft, a little bit of dive sensation, and overall just low to the ground. And then what that does is exacerbates this chassis to make it a little bit extra twitchy, which is this bike doesn't need. It is a, um, a stiffer-natured feel. Um, on paper, which is really uh, strange to me. So if you if you look at the schematics of the frame and then the, and the rigidity and all this stuff, it actually is less rigid than a lot of other frames out there. But the feeling of this frame is stiff. So uh, <laughs> what's going to confuse you guys is, so Kiefer, why are they stiffening up the suspension when the nature of the of the frame feels stiff on the track? Well, I think what happens is, and this is, and I use that word think because I'm not for sure, but going off of feeling, when you have suspension that is too low, um, it puts you in the harsh part of the travel and then gives you a low feeling. And then when you load your bike into some bumps, it creates an energy that deflects. And that feeling comes from a lot from that chassis. So uh, for me, and for the guys at Honda, they wanted to bring the suspension up a little bit to get more comfort, to have you ride up higher in the stroke, which is the the more comfortable uh, part of the stroke on each end. So they did that. And then, of course, they updated their ECU settings to try to combat what they had, that, uh, that gurgly, dirty feeling in 21 when those bikes were shipped. Of course, that was the peak end of the pandemic, and things were kind of rushed, and that ECU setting went out. And it wasn't the great, the greatest. So uh, in 22, they remedy that. And even in the ECU updates for the 2021 edition, basically, if you guys did that on your 21, this is the ECU setting that is stock on the 2022 bike. So now we have a cleaner feel, um, a little bit more connection to the rear wheel now because of that ECU setting. So if you're a purchased, if you're going to buy a bike and you're going to purchase this Honda. Uh, and you're going to leave it stock, I would say this is a better stock bike. And yes, it is worth the money then if you're leaving it stock. That's the key thing about this whole podcast, okay? If you plan on, hey, man, I'm just going to buy this bike. I'm leaving it stock. You're the target weight, and this is what you want to do. Then, yes, the suspension alone will help this bike stay a little bit straighter, a little bit flatter, a little bit less rigidity, and that's... That's a big word for me, okay, because I'm really picky about rigidity, especially on this bike. If there's one bike that I am the hardest on, is it's the Honda. Why? 
One, because I have some correlation to it and I expect a lot from it. Number two is I want to like it a lot. When I go out in my shop, and, and I've said this before, I, I want to ride the Honda. It makes me want to ride it. Uh, you watch Kenny. You watch Chase. You, it makes you want to ride a Honda. And then you get on the bike and it lets you down a little bit because of how it feels. So I'm a little bit hard on it because I really want to make it good and 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 I really want to ride it more. But it's tough at times when I really got to uh, do a lot of testing and a lot of things to it to make it rideable for me. I'm 175 pounds and I'm on the West Coast. So um, some of these uh, traits of the Honda combat what I like in a bike because of just how I ride and, and things like that. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm a little bit harder on a Honda and I really try to break things, things down. And track toughness is another thing. So if you're riding a stock bike and you're going to leave it that way, then the 22 is better and they'll give you a better feeling overall versus the 21. Now, just like I said in the beginning of the show, if you're going to plan on I'm going to revalve it. I'm a bigger dude. I got to change my suspension anyway. And then I'm going to put something, uh, a pipe and re, um, remap my ECU or get a vortex. Then it's not going to matter what you buy, a 21 or a 22. So if you're saving yourself 1500 bucks and you plan on doing that shit anyway, then you can just put that towards what you're going to do to your 21, right? So that's the thought process behind this. There's not one thing on the 22 that be like, oh, yeah, doesn't matter what you're doing. You're modifying it. Anyway, and it's worth it. No, there's <laughs> there's not enough changes here to me for me to be like, yep, the 22 is for sure directly way better a bike. Um, let's talk about the engine a little bit. So what is the delivery like on the 22 now that we have these ECU settings? So to be transparent with you guys, and I'm sure you you might hear this from other media outlets when you read their tests as well, is that the ECU setting still has some some problems. It's not quite clean. Um, yes, it is way better and is cleaner on delivery under throttle, but when you're off throttle, I do get some decel pop. Now, it was extremely hot here in Southern California when I tested. Um, I also don't know what fuel they gave me when I got the unit because I ran that full tank that they gave me, um, and then I started putting some other fuel of that I had here, and I still got some decel pop in map one and map three. Map two didn't have it as much, but map one and map three had some decel pop in the air if I'm wide open down a straightaway, litting lit off into a corner. But most of the time, I felt that decel pop in the air when I lit off as the bike's trying to lower its RPM. It didn't really affect me when I was on throttle. The delivery and the clean feeling that I got when I'm under load was fine. I had no problem. And that's what the 21 didn't have. It was dirty. It was gurgly. Uh, it flamed out. So I don't have the flame out or that gurgly, dirty feeling that I did in the 21. I just have a little bit of pop, 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 pop on diesel. And maybe you'll hear that from other media outlets um, when they do more testing with this. And I think a lot of us have the bike now, and you'll see, you'll be seeing the th uh, the CRF 450R reviews coming up in the next week or two. So. Um, that is also something to be noted. If it bothers you, there is ways to help that. I know Jamie or Chad can remap a stock ECU for you. I do not know if they have a remap yet for this bike and this this slight issue. Um, but if all else fails, those two guys are the ones that I know that I trust to get the job done and to deliver a cleaner feeling CRF 450R. I'll talk about a Vortex at the end of the show. Um, that's just more money. I understand that. But there is something to be said with that bo with that, that box. Um, so the engine delivery in map one, again, that's my favorite map. I'm rarely in map three, guys. Uh, it's just it's a harder-hitting um, feeling in map three, and then it's short. So you can short-shift it more in map three, but just to me, when I roll my corners here in California, I don't need all of that power at that low RPM. I want a smoother roll-on power. So map one for me provides me this. And then the bike just, dude, there is no other bike that can get me from point A to point B, corner to corner, as fast as a Honda CRF450R when there is traction. I can get there off a of start. If you can't rip a whole shot on a Honda, you're not 
having your technique right when it comes to starts because Glen Helen has a long start trade. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. And uh, I have done some starts, some timed starts, back-to-back with other machines, and consistently I am to the first corner at Glen Helen faster on the Honda than I am any other bike. So we just did this um, last week. I uh, had a Yamaha, Honda, and then a KTM. And just to add a little spice to this, I had my modified KTM there. And the Honda, the stock Honda, in map one, with no launch control, which we'll get to that too, uh, was faster to the first corner than any other bike. So you just have to learn to control the delivery. So the new ECU setting in map one does have a smoother roll-on. It has less herky-jerky, which we call on-off feeling in those corners. Um, I would say it has less on-off feeling than a stock YZ450F in 22. Um, Of course, it's easier to map a YZ450F than it is a Honda, obviously, with the Yamaha Power Tuner. But in stock form, in map one, I can roll my corners better with the the engine delivery um, that the Honda brings. Map two, that's my guy. That's my little friend that I like to go to anything after lunchtime, especially out here. When it's when it's dry and shitty and square edgy and I need a little bit more feeling under me when I'm on my lean on my tires, I'm a map two guy. Don't worry about big dicking. All right. No one cares about big dicking and maps. No one is gonna know what map you're in. Do what feels right to you, even though they say map two is a softer setting, it's still not soft. I feel like that's the wrong term for it. It's a smoother map, and to me, it provides more traction. So I love map two later in the day. The track kind of goes to shit. The berms are and the ruts or little dishes that we have here in California go away. Map two. I consistently get a better lap time in map two than I do in map one. And I will say map two hasn't changed very much. Um from the 21 to 22 most of it is map one and map three but map two is still my guy that's my go-to that's like that's like my salt that's like heather that's like my heather map two is my heather she's she's there for me she's solid i can count on her it never fails me map two is that and let's face it map two my heather didn't have d-cell pop that's right if we can relate that to, to women terms she didn't give you no lip back She's not barking at you, right? Map 2 doesn't bark at you. doesn't have D-cell pop. She's there for you, easy to ride, and it gets you around the track in a, in a, in a faster manner uh, when the track goes to shit. So um, good job for the Honda, Honda guys over there and the ECU engineers to provide a better map and give you options. And that's the key. When we do these ECU tests, and let me tell you, I, I spent two days – on ECU settings before. I've spent long days, all day long, for two days straight, just doing ECU settings to try to separate each map. Um, You get some of these maps that are out there that you don't feel that much difference. Well, when you go from map one, two, to three on a Honda, there is differences. You will be able to feel it. That's what's beneficial. So when you guys buy this bike, actually go through the maps. It's not that hard. Just... Hold the button for 0.9 seconds. Change the map. Your light's going to blink once, twice, three times. You'll know what map you're in. And boom. And you'll feel the difference. Uh, I know you guys get excited when you get to the track and want to ride, but start in map one. Too much. Try map two. Pull off. Pull off to the side of the track. Relax. Put it in neutral. You know, hit the button. Try map two. Go a couple laps and try map three. Most of you guys, unless you're bigger or you're in sand, probably won't want map three. So I would say map one or map two is your is your go-to. But you will be able to feel the differences. And that's the key when you do these ECU settings is you want the consumer to actually feel the differences between each map. Because what the fuck the, is the point to have these changes if you don't feel them? So average people should be able to feel the differences in the power delivery between these maps. So that that's key. Um. The engine portion of this, I will. I still want to say the Honda is not a lugging machine. It's a free revving, uh, very light engine braking, doesn't have a lot of it. And what that does, it gives you an exciting, powerful feel, but that also doesn't create lugability. 
I still feel like there's other bikes in its class, um, in the Honda's class, that is better than um, the Honda when it comes to lugability. I can, can't really run third gear and lug it like I can a Yamaha. Uh, I, I would even say even a Kawasaki, a third gear in the Kawasaki, I can lug a little bit more. Um, the KTM... I would say it's about the same as the Honda, not as free revving. The Honda's a freer revving feel, but, man, you you will have to change your gearing if you want to use third gear. If not, you will have to learn to use second gear. I have Every time I get on a Honda, I have to use second gear more than I am used to, which isn't a bad thing. You just have to retrain your brain a little bit to be like, okay, man, I got to roll this thing in second gear, and this thing will accept second gear out of the corner for a little bit. Then I can shift to third. So... Revving it out is a little bit better um, than just third gear trying to lug it because then you will stall it. Then you will flame out. Um, If you want to try to use third gear, go to a 1453 gearing, and that's basically a half a tooth up um, than your stock 1349 gearing. That is something that I've tried that I've liked that actually helps the chassis. So 1453, I had a 52 on before, didn't really help third gear lugability, helps chassis, but not lugability. I go to a 53, 1453, and that does help um, both traits, chassis feeling on acceleration, as well as lugability. So if you're a little bit lazy, you want to just roll third gear, that's that's the ticket there. Um, Exciting power, lightweight feel in that engine, like um, not a lot of engine braking, and to me, added a little bit of holdup from the fork that does help the chassis and give you less pitching. So that sensation of freewheel, what I call it, the two-stroke feel, is more apparent on the 22. So I like that. Again, love the engine. There's nothing that I do not like about this engine besides the lugability portion. And I like that I can uh, rev it out, Some, not as far as a KTM, but I can rev this thing out pretty far. And um, this also, I guess I should mention this too. After I'm thinking about this, I'm I'm picturing myself riding this thing last week. You can short shift this engine, like if you come out of a corner, you can allow it to just eat second for a while, or you can shift it as long as you're in the upper RPM. Now, it's not a contradiction. Okay, so when you're in third gear, rolling your corner, you're on the lower RPM. When you're exiting. You have to build up speed to prevent it from stalling, or, or what we call lugability. It's like the I always talk about the heartbeat of an engine. Like the heartbeat of the engine to me is like um, the cranks going around, the pistons going up and down. There's more thump. So when there is a big thump, like a YZ450F, almost I want to say like a long rod situation, um, the Honda feels like it's a short rod, real crisp, revy, um, free. That feeling doesn't provide lugability, but it also allows you, because it picks up so quick, that you can short shift this bike once you're out of the corner. So if you want to let it eat second gear a little bit longer, or as soon as you exit and you're in the upper range, you can shift, and then it will provide that pulling power. You will not have to fan the clutch or recover from uh, any kind of low RPM situation, because when you're exiting, you already kind of gassing it and you're getting out. So... At some point, you're going to have to use second gear, but you can shift sooner in third gear on the Honda, especially with the new map in Map 1, so that'll provide you that as well. So that is something I want you guys to know too. Like When I say lugability or any other media, let's say lugability, that's almost coasting into a corner and then your Area 1 and Area 2. Area 3, you're picking up speed, so that is not so much lugability. Lugability is when you're trying to roll into your corner and stay in third gear, be a little bit lazier. Is it going to stall? Does it pick up? How much recovery you have? That is the most definition that I can explain to you, the best definition that I can explain to you for lugability. Um, so for me, complaints, detonation, none of that this year. I do like uh, that's something that I had a problem with last year is detonation, didn't have that. But there is a little bit of pop, 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 off throttle. I'm curious to see if the other media outlets had that as well. So maybe it's just fuel. Hopefully it is, but if you guys have that uh, issue and you have a 22, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. I want to know who has this issue. Uh, I'd love to give that back to Honda. 
Um, is it something on the ECU side? Is it fuel related? I, I want to know. It just, is it just my bike? So um, if you guys anywhere around the world, hit me up and let me know how your EC, ECU settings are. Um, let's talk about the suspension. So again, fork holdup is a little bit better. I still needed to go plus two. I still needed to go <laughs> a little stiffer at Glen Helen coming down these hills. But key thing for me is track toughness. You know that uh, Honda has suffered from that in the past. I can go to more tracks. I went to Glen Helen. I went to a track near my home um, that was sandier base, although dry. Um, and I used that Glen Helen setting at the sand track. And the reason why I did that is because I did that previously with the Honda in 2021, and the the feeling was such such a different uh, sensation for me when I went to two of these tracks. However, the 2022 pleasantly surprised with the suspension changes. I went to this new track, didn't have to change a clicker because it felt good. I'm not going to say great. It felt good. At the sand track versus Glen Helen. So track toughness to me, that tells me it's improved a little bit. So good job on the fork setting, shock setting. I have don't have that much issue with the shock. The shock feels really good. It's all the front end of the motorcycle that usually feels stiff or um, harsh or deflection. That's where I get that, that feeling. So 105 millimeters on the sag. The shock setting to me is good. I did... Speed up the rebound down. Uh, I sped up the rebound one um, for Glen Helen, and then uh, left that there on my sand track, and that's what I went with, 105, and then uh, I sped up that rebound one. I tell this to you guys all the time. Showa is a more sensitive clicker than a KYB or a WP. Moving one click on a Showa is like two on a KYB, so... Again, if you guys just do one click, you should be able to feel it. Um, unless you guys are just real beginners and maybe you won't, then you can try two if you want. But for most of you guys that do ride normally, try one click at a time. And that's what I do with the fork. I end up going two, but I tried one click at a time and it actually provided some uh, feedback for me to give to you guys that actually does make a difference. So that's, that's something to be noted there with Showa stuff. So the suspension is a little bit better. I still do get a little bit of um, a harsh feeling in the mid-stroke area of this fork. Uh, I feel like the first initial part of this fork is nice. And then it gets a little bit stiffer, which is okay, but I seem to be in that a lot. And that's why I try to raise it up. And it does get better once I raise it up and went plus two. But I still feel like there's a shelf. And what I mean by a shelf, like... You have this nice comfort, and then it just all of a sudden ramps up a little bit quick. I would like it to ramp up a little bit less, and it could be that this bike is new. Um, Honda did give this to us with zero hours. Usually they break them in, but they didn't break them in. So this bike only has like a little over two and a half hours, right? Um, so maybe a little bit more time, it'll help that situation. Because I don't remember it feeling like that in testing before, uh, but I will break that down later. You can check my website out. But I, if you guys do feel that little shelf or harsh, stiff portion of that fork in that middle, go in on the compression a little bit, not softer, because then you'll be in it more, okay? Unless you're 200 pounds, which you're going to have to go more than two clicks or just get springs, I would go a little bit stiffer on the fork. That'll help you guys out. I would not, unlike last year where I slowed the rebound down a little bit, I wouldn't do that. Um, this bike seems to react a little bit better when you open up the rebound. I tried opening up one on the fork. I didn't really like it at either track, so I left it stock, and that seemed to be the best balance for me um, with the suspension. Getting getting better. The Honda is getting better suspension-wise and chassis-wise, but there is still some work to be done. Uh, I'll get some settings up for you guys over on my website and at least get you a baseline start. But right now, I would at least go plus two, and then go one faster on the rebound, the shock, 105 millimeters. Leave the high speed on the shock alone. I like that feeling. It doesn't have that empty rear in-stroke feel like it did previously. I like that. That was a big Honda thing. Like, had dampening, 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 and all of a sudden I went to the end of the stroke and it just felt empty. It doesn't have that now, so thank God because that hurt my back. I had a lot of GHB moments, what we call out here Glen Helen back. For those of you guys that live out here, you guys know what GHB is. It's a real thing. 
I got a lot of GHB with the Honda last year. This year, not so much. So good job for the Showa guys to uh, make a bike that has a little bit more dampening feel on the high speed. So leave that stock. Hang tight, guys. We're going to do some commercials. Save yourself some money. Listen to them. Get the discount codes. Uh, again, if you guys want to get some discount codes, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. But please listen to the commercials. Support the advertiser. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. (laughs) ScreenPrintingDone.com You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. KeeferInkTesting, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. 
you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe... Just maybe you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, PowerMotorsports.com. We are back. Thanks for hanging tight. That wasn't so bad, was it? More CRF 450R talk. Here we go. Uh, Chassis-wise, still the same feeling, guys. There's nothing different uh, that's going to make you think, oh, it's not a Honda. Still has that Honda feel. Still feels firm. Um, I would say slightly more comfort. Again, slightly more comfort because of the suspension. But, man, this bike for me is just built for softer dirt. If it's soft dirt, softer bumps that are bigger, taller, I think this bike does great. When you're on the edges of the tire, on throttle here in the West Coast, this bike is skatey. It doesn't feel planted. Uh, Just compared to the other bikes, and I've been riding a lot of other bikes lately because we're so busy right now. So for me, when I'm sweeping my corners, drifting out, and trying to cut in across some bumps... Honda doesn't really like that that much. They like to be driven straight into a corner and then turning. So on the middle parts of your tires and then start your lean once you're inside of a rut, it loves that. It does that the best. In fact, that's the best bike uh, that I feel um, right now in 2022 that does that. If you can come straight into a corner, have a rut and come out, that bike lays over nice. It's easy. It, it sticks. You have a lot of uh, cornering stability, but when the when we have shallow ruts and you're trying to drift across or there's no ruts and you're trying to skate your way around flat corners, ah, it's just you never feel like you're biting into the terra firma with your tires because it just feels like you're on top of that hard pack too much. So that's the downside of this chassis. Again, 22 Lovers. Go back to my website. Look at the torque settings. It will help this situation. It will help the tire contact patch. If there's one bike that is sensitive to torque settings, it's the Honda. And that's what we got to deal with, okay? That's what we have in 22. Until Honda decides to change the frame, uh, we're stuck with trying to really dial in these torque settings. So don't worry about the OEM manual as much. Go to my website. These torque settings that are different than the OEM manual are important. Uh, you just search my uh, website, Honda Torque Settings. It'll it'll show up, and then you can put that, roll that into your 2022, and that'll that'll really help you a lot. So just do that, and then you'll you'll thank me later. Trust me. Um, let's talk about traction control a little bit. We don't talk about that enough. So I recently uh, just did a bunch of testing on traction control, what map you should be in versus what traction control map you, you should be in. It's a lot of choices out there for us consumers right now. And sometimes I think it's overkill. Um, but nonetheless, I still have to go through all these things because you guys have them. So no matter if I like it or not, I still want to go through and see if it makes a difference. So I did find some maps that work well on traction control out here on the West Coast. Again, East Coast guys, sorry. Uh, I don't think this will apply to you as much. But if you're a West Coast-based guy or ride hard pack, um, try to run map one with TC2. There's You have three traction control maps. Okay, uh, Map one with TC2, which is traction control light blinking twice. And if you guys don't know how to do your traction control, email me. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I can give you a breakdown. And we will do a story on this, so you can look for that as well. But uh, I went through map one with all the TCs. I went through map two with all the TCs. And I went through map three with all the TCs. So the two that I found out were the most beneficial to me to keep the chassis planted better and keep that traction high is map one with TC2. Use that if the track is 
transforming into uh, from soft dirt to hard pack. Again, lunchtime-ish. Um, you have that. Uh, uh, you still have some traction within the corner, but the exits are shiny. This really helps those areas. Like out of the corner, I can get out, get on the gas sooner, and it seems to bite better with map one and TC two. That's what I like. Now the other map that I actually found out, I stumbled across because uh, I didn't think it would make a difference. Is I went to map three with TC two, and really like that. And that map was more of uh, before it got shiny. You still had some traction everywhere. Um, But where this map three with TC2 worked was off throttle, coming into braking bumps, into a corner. No matter what, hard pack, um, massive traction, mud. I like that map. For whatever reason, it, it calmed the chassis down off throttle. And then under throttle, it gave me way more connection um, when I had map one with TC2 on. Such a weird dynamic for me because I was like, I went back and forth several times. I'm like, God, the traction is still pretty good. Um, Why would map three with TC2 be better than map one with TC2? Uh, But for whatever reason, it, it made the bumps feel less noticeable off throttle uh if i can explain to you guys listening to this so if i dropped a rock from six feet high boom okay that thud that impact versus dropping a rock from three foot high dropping it and that impact that's what the differences were between uh these two settings that i've kind of stumbled across so give that a try and see if you guys notice that again if it's getting a little shiny on the exits and you have less traction or you have a blown out corners a little bit, but you still have uh, some feeling, some uh, traction around the track, map one, TC2. Again, if you guys want to try map three um, and it said it's too much, click on TC2 with map three and see what that does for you. And to me, that's pretty damn good. So I tried both of those at the tracks here. It worked great at Glen Helen on the sand track. For me, um, didn't really notice it because I was so deep in the sand. And when I say sand, it's like um, sand wash, like sand wash sand. So riverbed sand that's really deep, bottomless, and I didn't really need TC. But at Glen Helen, it worked really good. So um, acceleration traction was better with the TC on. And usually I do not like TC, especially on KTMs. It gives the trajectory of the bike weird feelings to me in the air. Um, But on the Honda side... It's it's pretty it's pretty noticeable. Now, I don't really care for launch control. I tried that on the Honda, and I'm just like, eh, don't really care for it. Um, tried it, can't really recommend it. If you guys like it, that's cool. But I, I've tried it, and just man, it's uh, the way it retards the timing on this thing. It just feels really weird and doesn't really do anything for me. And it actually messes up my technique at the start. But the TC actually does work. So. Um, again, email me if you have any questions about that and try that. Give me some feedback because I like that as well. If you guys try this stuff and you guys like it, um, let's start this little fire. Let's just build this fire up and see if more Honda riders really like this. So I have to figure out if the traction control settings are different from 21 to 22. I didn't get that feedback yet, but I'm planning on getting that. I don't think, and I'm using this lightly, I don't think the TC settings change from 21 to 22. So if you have a 21, this should be the same thing. So just just to note that. Uh, hydraulic clutch, I kind of like it. Um, you guys hear me talk about I'm still a cable clutch guy, but this hydraulic clutch, the Nissan in general, um, for me is a little bit less on-off feeling than a Brembo. Uh, I like that. Um, you will, for me, I had to adjust the, the lever a little bit too far out coming from the dealership. I had to bring that in a little bit. I like the lever shape. Ergonomically, the bike is amazing. You sit on a Honda. You feel at home. I wish more bikes were like a Honda. Uh, the fit and finish is better in 22. Like I said, it would. Um, there's less. You look like the bike is, is finished and together and meant to be the way it is <laughs> versus in 21 where it wasn't really like that. So uh, that is better. Uh, people ask me about uh, wheels and hubs and sprockets and things. 
I haven't had a hub break or a sprocket, uh, you know, tear away from the hub in a long time. But that doesn't mean you don't check your sprocket bolts. Check your sprocket bolts a lot. Um, and for me, I recommend OEM bolts. Don't go to aftermarket sprocket bolts. Uh, use red Loctite. Don't be scared to use red Loctite on sprocket bolts, even though you change them. I'd rather have that thing not move and be a pain in the ass to take off versus have it shear off and then break my hub and then cause an accident. So uh, when you guys get your bike, blue or red Loctite is awesome. Do it. Still check your sprocket bolts even though you have Loctite on them. That's that's my move there. Um, try to take off your your seat because your seat will break down if you wash it a lot and you get wet. Uh, and also watch the controls on top of your handlebar system. Do not try to get condensation in those in those map switch clusters or your start um, your start device cluster. Try to keep condensation away. Sometimes I just duct tape those pieces so no water gets in there when I wash it. Just be conscious of that. Dunlop tires, you know, stock on there. Nothing's changed there. I still, if you can find an MX3S front, I would go that way. You get more front and traction. And I guess I didn't mention, and I forgot to mention fork height when we talked about suspension. In stock form, I think it needs to be down a little bit. So I go three millimeters on the fork height. That is important. That gets you a little bit more stability. And for me, a little bit less harsh feel on bump impact. You can even drop it flush. Okay, I've done that at Glen Helen, and that works. It will corner a little bit slower, but again, I'm not a huge advocate of sharp cornering machines. I like a slower cornering machine to calm the chassis down because my cornering ability is, is fairly good, so I can get into the corners even if I have a longer front-end feel. So that will help you guys. But overall, man... Track toughness is slightly getting better. It's still not where I want it to be, but we're getting there, slowly getting there. And, and that's all I can ask for. Uh, you Honda guys uh, that came from a, an older Honda, uh, Chris Riesenberg is one of those from Racetech, uh, came from an older Honda, gone this 22 and says, man, I can feel it. it's way better. So that is good. At least you guys can feel it. I'm on them every year. I'm on them a lot, so I'm nitpicking these things, but... Um, for me, we are slowly getting there. We're getting better. And uh, <laughs> like I said, there's nothing more that I would rather want than to be on a Honda and have it feel amazing and comfortable because it is easy to ride, hop on, and feel good. It's just when I go to different tracks, it's tough to me, for me to adapt. Um, last but not least, let's talk about that Vortex ECU situation. So if you're uh, one of the lucky ones that have some extra cash – and want an even better Honda, which helps everywhere, okay? This ECU will help the chassis, will help uh, calm it down, will help the engine, make it broader, longer, easier to ride, help lugability. Vortex ECU mapped by Chad over at XPR. He does a lot of Honda work, obviously no stranger to the smart top Bullfrog Spas Honda team. He done the Chaparral Honda guys. He's Cody Shock's guy. I mean, Cody Shock is on basically a stock Honda with a Vortex, a muffler, and a piston. That's it. And he loves it. And I'm going to get a chance to ride Cody's bike. We're going to do an article on that. But the bike, the Hondas that I have ridden with the Vortex uh, mapped by Chad, it makes all the difference in the world. Like, it actually makes me want to go and ride it out of the shop, you know? Before, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks cool. I want to ride that bike. And then I ride it. I'm like, yeah, it's, I can't really ride it that good. And then I try it with the ECU, and I actually can ride it better because it's calmer, easier to ride. I can ride third gear more. It doesn't bind the chassis up. So that is a huge noticeable change for you Honda guys. Yes, pricey. I think it's grand. But, again, resale value is pretty high on the ECU Vortex. It helps that bike a lot. Um Combine that with a muffler if you guys want to know which muffler to use. Uh, don't yell at me. FMF is a really good muffler. I know they're not ready yet or they don't have them or whatever the reason is. Don't yell at me. I don't know what's going on. Yes, I know you want mufflers. Um, but for me, that muffler that I had on my bike was great, and that's going to be the production muffler. That's a really good muffler. Um, it just creates a longer pulling power for the Honda, and for me, it's beneficial um, I've tried the Yoshimura one that's on the Works Edition. Not a huge fan of that delivery, but um, 
that is an option for you guys out there. It it just kills low end too much. Uh, you guys tell me, yeah, I want to calm it down. I want it a little bit more linear feel down low. Well, to me, it creates less hit, but also gives me a little bit disconnection when I'm on that Yosh muffler. So for me, the FMF had a little bit more connection, so a nice long linear pull, but I don't know if you can get it yet. That's the problem, right? Yosh has them. FMF doesn't. We need to uh, try to get FMF to get those things rolling, and hopefully all of this bullshit pandemic stops, and then we have some workers that actually want to work and get some product out there so we can purchase it. And a lot of you guys have been waiting on mufflers for KTM. You guys have been asking me, hey, can I buy some uh, muffler off you? No, because it's like gold right now. I'm keeping all my mufflers because <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be able to get more either. So uh, you guys are lucky enough to get one, have the money. FMF is a great muffler. That ECU is a great buy. And that'll really enhance your Honda experience and give you a little bit more track toughness and more comfortability um, out there, out on the tracks. So um, that's about it, guys. 22, we're going to keep heading in uh, the testing direction. We're going to dive deeper, get some baseline settings. I'm going to ride more tracks. We're going to go back east. So come back to keyforingtesting.com. Look for Honda stuff. If you guys can't find it, email me. I know sometimes my website is a little bit difficult to navigate, but there is a little window with a plus sign. You can click that. Some of you guys don't even see that. We're working on changing that, making it more seamless for you guys. Going to break the bikes up in categories, so that'll be easier for you uh, specific um, bike geeks out there. Um, again, as always, it just takes me a little bit longer. It's like I'm like Canadian. It just takes me longer to do shit. I'm only one dude over here, and uh, to me, writing and testing and getting information out is the most important piece, right? And I have my door open for you guys, all my emails. So if you have questions, that's what we do here, trying to provide information to make your bikes better and give you a good experience for, in the media testing side of things. We're not just pumping out content and then blowing you off. We'll pump out content. Actually, we will pump out quality content and then still got your back. Down the road. We're not going to alienate you. It's not like a hot chick. It's going to blow your mind the first time, then she's out. We're like the hot chick that sticks around that's cool. That's what we are over here at keyforinktesting.com. Yeah. All right. 22 Honda CRF 450R. Um, look for more information uh, about the CRF 250R that my kid freaking grenaded. Right? Holy hell. He crashed hard. That's why he was in the 60 helmets. He's not around, not in the studio. We, can, we can't talk about it. But his 60 helmets, uh, his helmet was completely obliterated, cracked, um, pretty messed up. But all he had was a mild concussion. Like literally, the, at, before we you know, put him to bed that night, he was good. Like, and I mean good, like he knew what happened. He did it, did, did, did. But for the first five hours, he didn't really know what was going on. Um, but as bad as that crash was, uh, he came out great. It's it's amazing to me. And I called Bob at 60 and thanked him. Um, told him for thank you for making a great helmet. And it's tough for me to fathom uh, Aiden being in a helmet that is um, had less technology, uh, didn't have the backing that 60 had when they developed all of this. So for me... Please, please, please put your put your kid, yourself, in good helmets. Uh, I'm an advocate of 6D helmets. I fly formula. You guys heard me talk about that. It's old technology, yes, but Arai has a round shape. And for me, that is important. It doesn't have a lot of lines um, like a showy does where you can uh, roll your neck a certain way or whatever. Um, it fits my head well. But for me, the top two helmets, 6D Fly Formula helmets, are the way to go. You can go to 6D and save yourself some. You're worried about pricing. It'll it'll knock 100 bucks off using my code. So just try to do that. I like to see you guys ride and like to see you on the track having a good time versus laid up with a concussion. Concussions are fucked. I uh, had a couple of them, good ones, and it's scary. Um, it took me, last concussion I had, took me almost two and a half months to get clear. I was foggy. Yes, I was functional and I could talk to you and things, but like, I felt like I was in a dreamland for two and a half months. I'm out mountain biking on my trails that I mountain bike, and I'm like, where the fuck am I again? Like, I, I lose track. It, it, it sucks, man. So 
Quality helmets make all the difference in the world. Keep yourself safe. Dress for the crash, not the ride. As I get older, that hits home more and more. Watching my kid ride, looking him laying in the middle of the track is not a fun feeling. So protect your child if you're going to do the sport. It's dangerous. And the best, uh, the best thing I can recommend is, uh, is put yourself and your kid in the best safety gear possible, even if it costs a little bit more, because in the long run, you'll thank me, you'll thank yourself, and uh, I'm sure your kid will thank you as well. So keep, yourself, uh, keep kids on dirt bikes, guys. All right, that's been it. Almost an hour in, and that's the Honda two, uh, 450. And we'll get more 250 information out to you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back next week. We got a bunch of Husqvarna, uh, FC 250, FC 450. Uh, putting together some shootout stuff right now. Uh, I even got some two strokes, uh, two strokes, <laughs> two strokes on the line. Got to go down and pick those up. And 350. We're gonna do a little 350 comparison. Lots of cool stuff, and we got a, re- a rematch of me and my kid racing. Lit Pro is going to be involved. That's going to be on Racer X Online, and we even got a modified shootout. I've been riding the KTM 450 as well as the YZ450F back-to-back. Both of them are modified with the same exact stuff. A-kit suspension, ECU, muffler, bars. Which one do I like better? I'm going to break all that down, too, so we're busy here. We're going to be cranking away. I'm going to take a little break in a couple weeks to go to Colorado. Uh, take a week off, and then, uh, man, we'll be diving right back into shootouts and doing those things. So stay tuned to keferingtesting.com for all the info, all the testing information, all the 22 tests, love advice, relationship advice, uh, manscaping advice. We do it all here. Go to pulpmx.com or racerxonline.com for the video side. Thank you for joining me, and, of course, thank you for supporting me and these advertisers. We'll see you at the track.